Well, good Wednesday, noonday to all of my friends. I hope that you are having a great day today. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that you can say the same thing today, regardless of what you're facing. And uh, thank you for uh, joining me today. As I've asked you before, share these uh, times in God's Word that we spend uh, together live with your friends. Uh, if you would, I'd appreciate it. And I know many of you do. And we've had many who have joined in after our live time uh, to look at what we're looking at. Well, today we talk about persisting in, are you ready for this? Persisting in temptation. Now, that's something that I know everybody who hears my voice today or uh, is listening to me right now, you see me, uh, we all deal with this common challenge of temptation and uh, I was just thinking about some ways that we could illustrate this you know the reality is that perhaps temptation is <clears throat> the greatest pressure of all my friends uh, temptation seems to be the greatest affliction the greatest trial uh, the greatest pressure we've been calling this persisting under pressure this series we're talking about enduring enduring under the pressures that are in our life. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, persisting in our waiting on God and, and persisting in uh, impossible circumstances and in loneliness, lots of things we've talked about. But today we talk about temptation. You know, the word temptation means enticement. Uh, the word temptation has in it the idea of allurement, to sin, drawing us in. It's like the bait on the hook. And uh, we know that uh, there are three that combine to uh, put us into places of temptation. Our own flesh and uh, the world system and the world's desires, the world's customs, the world's comforts, and also the devil himself. Just as he tempted the Lord Jesus Christ, all of us who are his followers, we experience temptation. So this allurement, this enticement is a powerful pressure uh, in the life of every believer. And so what are the things? So I want to get a little bit more personal today. What, what are some of the things that entice you to sin? You know, the better you know yourself the better you know your own weaknesses, the better you know your own vulnerabilities, the better you can be equipped and guard yourself from yielding to sin uh, through the temptations that come your way. What, what entices you to sin? That's one question that we all need to answer in our life. Um, you know, the reality is that everyone experiences the same alluring power of temptation. So the one thing we can do is we talk to one another as Christians. We can, we can assure and encourage each other in our various temptations. Uh, we, we all experience them commonly together. And look, as long as we're in this world, you're going to face and deal with this pressure of temptation. So here, here's, uh, here are the two questions I really want to frame up before we get to God's Word today. First of all, what's your temptation today? 
You know, maybe you've never thought of it that way. Since temptation's always around, since it's common to us all, uh, what what's what's your temptation today? What is the tem What is the pressure, the temptation of pressure today in your life? Do you know what it is? Are you thinking about it right now? How are you doing with it? Are you resisting? Are you about to yield to it? Are you uh, consenting to it? What What's your spiritual condition? Uh, what kind of condition are you in today? What is your temptation today? And also, how do you feel about that pressure in your life? What are you doing in order to endure or persist under these temptations? I'm convinced that temptation is the greatest affliction. I'm going to say that again, maybe several times. Temptation is the greatest affliction. Temptation is the greatest affliction. It's the greatest affliction because it's the longest affliction. It lasts for a lifetime. Uh, it's the greatest affliction because it has the ability to pull you into sin uh, and places because you yield to temptation and sin that you don't want to be and go and leaves lasting effects on your life and mine. So we come to this very important issue of temptation and we read some very important words. Paul's writing to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'd like for us to read these words together. So if you open your Bible to 1 Corinthians 10, Paul's talking about the children of Israel. And he's talking about how the children of Israel are an example to all believers. All the story of the children of Israel, all that God did in them, and all, especially Paul's talking about the wilderness journeys of uh, the children of Israel. And he's, and he's going, to, I'm going to elaborate on that in a minute, but let me just read the primary verses to you. These are famous words, most of you know, but I want you to, again, think about them today because of the great promise Paul gives, assurance he gives to all of us who are living under uh, the pressure of temptation. He says, 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Therefore, he's drawing a conclusion from what he's saying before, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands, let him or let her who thinks she stands, take heed that he does not fall. So there's the first thing he says. Let him who thinks he stands, Take heed that he does not fall. And then he says these great words, famous words. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Heavenly Father, thank you for these words. Thank you for the opportunity I have to share the Word of God with my friends today. How I pray for them and their temptations. How we pray as you taught us to pray. Lord Jesus, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. We pray today that you would help us to understand what is going on in our life and how we can learn from this great truth of the Word of God 
how we endure as we resist temptation. Open our minds to your word and may the Holy Spirit be our teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. So, let's think about this for a moment. Let's look at these two words that he's given us here. First, be careful if you think you stand, be careful that you don't fall. So, many of us think, well, I'm beyond that temptation in my life. Many times I've, I've found Christians surprised when they hear about a fellow believer who falls into sin, who stumbles into sin, as if somehow that might not happen. Listen, we all still have the capacity to do great sin, even as Christians, because we still have an old nature. And because of the old nature that we were born with, a sinful nature, oh, how temptation allures and entices us and we must be careful. We must be careful that we think, well, I'm above that now. I'm not going to yield to sin. I'm not going to give in to that temptation. And in the moment, and the moment when we think we are the strongest, we fall into sin. We yield to temptation. That's what Paul is speaking about here. So let's take this, uh, let's take this verse, verse 13 apart. If you have your Bible open, if you don't, that's fine. Uh, but read with me or listen to me as I talk about verse 13. First of all, Paul says to those who, uh, who are standing, if you want to remain standing strong in God and not fall, remember this, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. All right, first thing, you have to remember that temptation is an overtaking of you. See, that's, that's what it is. That's a great way to describe the nature of temptation. It overtakes me. It overtakes me when I'm uh, in a circumstance, when I'm, when I'm least watchful, I can be overtaken with a temptation. You know that? When I am, when I am uh, least aware of my circumstances, I can be uh, overtaken by temptation. Every one of us experience the overtaking of sin of temptation for us that leads us to sin this is this word overtake means to catch up with us to come before us to overwhelm us and that's the pressure of temptation it's overwhelming that's why i ask you today as we began what is your temptation today you say well it may not be one thing pastor mike that's right it may be multiple temptations but the reality is that if i'm standing I have to be careful and watch that I'm standing and be aware of what's going on. The Lord Jesus said, watch and pray so that you will not be led into temptation to sin. So we have to watch where we are, watch who we're with, watch what we say, watch what we look at, watch where we go. We have to be careful. But temptation overtakes us in all ages of life and in all of our circumstances. Look, you can be overtaken with temptation in the church house. Did you know that? You can be overtaken with temptation at your own, uh, at, at home by yourself. You can be overtaken uh, by temptation at work or among your friends or with your husband or wife or your children or uh, many different ways. You can be overtaken and have been, many of you who are older like me, you've, you've been overtaken by temptation when you were young and now you're, you're overtaken by temptation when you're old. Maybe today you're tempted to be in despair. Maybe today you're tempted to fear. 
Maybe today you're tempted uh, to hate. Maybe today you're tempted to uh, be unforgiving. Maybe today uh, you're tempted to uh, yield to your uh, lusts and fulfill what's not honorable to God. Whatever it may be, the fact I'm saying is, is that temptation has in it the nature of overtaking us, overtaking our mind, overtaking our emotions and our feelings. Watch out when you stand, be careful. And remember that temptation overtakes us in all the in all ages of life and all the circumstances of life. And oh, by the way, Paul says there, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. Men and women alike, we all experience temptation. I don't know if it's encouraging to you today, but you ought to think about this today. There's not a person you're going to see or meet with or talk with today, no matter how much you may respect them, no matter how long they've walked with God, who, who are not experiencing and being overtaken by temptation. It's the common condition of every person in this world. And so Paul reminds us here, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. Human temptation is, is the reality as we walk on this earth. Coming from, as I said, the sources of our own flesh, uh, in combination with the world and with the devil who seeks to destroy your witness for God. So when you think about this, notice how wonderful Paul talks about. He talks about our condition that no temptation has overtaken us, but such as is common to man. But then he says, and God is faithful. I love the way he says that. And God is faithful. Here you go. We're overcome by temptation every day and every age, all the way through life. It's the experience of all of us, all of us who are born again. This is why we help each other in church, is because we remember that everybody in church is being overtaken by temptation throughout their life in all different kinds of ways. But hear me now. Here's the good news. God is faithful. Aren't you glad God is faithful? He's always faithful. He is faithful, reliable, and dependable. God is faithful. Notice the rest of this. He goes on to say not only is God faithful, but notice what God does. He will not allow you, as you're overtaken by temptation, to be tempted beyond what you are able, beyond your strength. That's actually a compliment. God knows what you can endure if you will trust Him. If you will resist, God knows what you will endure as you're overtaken by temptation. But with the temptation, there also is provided a way of escape. And with the way of escape, you endure the temptation, which means you resist the temptation. Now think about this for a moment together, that God is faithful. Look, I'm going to go back up in 1 Corinthians 10. And Paul says, now these things happened. He's talking about all the things that happened to the children of Israel when they left uh, Egypt. He says, I want you to not be unaware, verse 1, that our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. They all were delivered through the Red Sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food. They all had manna. God provided manna. God provided their rescue from the sea. 
They all drank of the same drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. The rock was Christ. They all had water provided for them out of the wilderness where there was no water. Nevertheless, verse 5, with most of them God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Now, verse 6, these things happened as an example for us. All these things that happened. The children of Israel's unfaithfulness, the, let me say it this way, the children of Israel yielded to temptation in the wilderness rather than counting on the faithfulness of God in the wilderness. They yielded to temptation in the wilderness rather than relying on God's faithfulness in the wilderness. And you notice here, these things happened as, an, as examples for us so that we would not crave, there it is, this is, that, this is what happens to our flesh with temptation, crave evil things as they craved. This was, their, this was their downfall. This was how they yielded to temptation. They craved for water. They craved for what they had in Egypt. They craved for the things that they used to have rather than for what God was providing them. They yielded to temptation the temptation to go back, the temptation of what they used to have. They did not see God's faithfulness in the midst of their temptations. Are you living like that today? Are you living today as if your temptations are beyond God helping you? Are you forgetting that God is right there with you? He is faithful as you're overcoming temptation. God is faithful and he's there with you just as he was the children of Israel. He goes on and says, verse 7, Do not be idolaters. Some of them were tempted and yielded to idolatry. Uh, he says in verse 8, uh, Don't act in immorality. Some of them uh, gave, gave in and yielded to immorality and uh, sexual immorality with each other. Uh, so, uh, verse 9, uh, Do not test the Lord. Do not test the Lord. Grumble and test God as if God is not going to provide and question God's... Uh, providence in your life they were they yielded to that sin nor grumble as some did and were destroyed all these things happened verse 11 as an example and they were written for our instruction now all of these truths about their yielding to temptation teach us this god is faithful in the midst of temptation and he provides the resistor in temptation that's us he provides those who resist temptation a way of escape. Trusting God in the midst of temptation shows that we watch and we trust Him for a way of escape. You've got to trust God. The temptation has come. Now God's faithful. Look for the door. Look for the way out. Look for it. Watch for it. Trust God in it. Now, with all that said, how can we believe God's Word today? Well, several things I'd like for you to think about for just a moment with me. Remember, my friend, again, I've, I've said this before, but I want to really emphasize this. Remember that you will never be without temptation in this world. Somebody, sometimes I talk with some of our brothers and sisters in Christ, and they have this idea, well, I'm going to get to a certain, uh, I'm going to get to a certain level in my spiritual life, and I'm not going to have any more temptation. I'm not going to have any more trials. I just have to, I don't want to, uh, burst your bubble, but that's not true. You're always going to have trials 
and the greatest of all trials is the in, is the continuation of temptation through all of the ages of your life. So look, you have to remember that you'll never be without temptation in this world, and the combination of Satan, the world, and our flesh have to be watched. You've got to pay attention how you connect yourself to the world. You've got to always know that the evil one is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy your witness. And you must always remember, just like we're in the summertime, you know, you thought you sprayed those weeds and they were going to be gone. Guess what? They're already coming back. Your old flesh and my old flesh, if left to ourselves, we will go back to sin the way we used to. But praise God for the Holy Spirit of God, the power of God, and the Word of God to be able to kill sin in our lives. So, the second thing I'd want you to believe this morning, is uh, this afternoon, is that the Lord Jesus Himself demonstrates for us the best way to endure temptation. Satan took Him up, and, and there in the wilderness, He was tempted. Just like the children of Israel, the Lord Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And He said, Thus says the Lord. He said, Thus saith the Lord. He declared the word of God to Satan. He resisted temptation in all of its, uh, in all of its uh, forms. In fact, the scripture tells us in Luke that after Satan had tempted uh, the Lord Jesus, he left him for a season. Oh, there you go. How many times was the Lord tempted to be upset and angry with his disciples? <clears throat> How many times did the Lord could he have been tempted to call down fire and destroy those who did not believe. In all points, he was tempted like us, yet without sin. The Lord Jesus is our model. Look, if I'm going to follow Jesus Christ, I'm going to do what he did in relation to temptation. I'm going to resist it. I'm not going to yield to it. I'm going to walk in the power of the Spirit and overcome it. So we remember today that enduring temptation is not done in our own strength. It's through God's faithfulness in every temptation. It's God's faithfulness in the temptation, in the moment, that gives you the way out. And resistance um, and resisting temptation comes only by, as I said, the power of God and the Word of God, like the Lord Jesus resisted the devil. Resistance to temptation is enduring temptation. That's what I'm trying to put together for you here. Paul says it here. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Notice it doesn't say so that you'll be so that it will be removed. So that you'll be removed from it. It doesn't say that. God is faithful. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also that you will be able to endure it. That's the key. Resistance to temptation leads to enduring temptation in all the seasons of life. Well, today as we're finishing up, let's think about how we live this out. We've, we've heard God's word, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except as is common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way of escape so that you can endure it. 
that's we've, we've heard God's word. We've talked about believing it. Will you believe that today now, friend? I asked you at the beginning, what are you, what is your temptation today? What is it? You about to give up? You about to quit? You about to, you about to surrender? You don't think you can last any longer? You don't think you can endure anymore? What is it? What's going on? Well, remember today your temptations are shared by your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why we pray for each other. You don't have to, look, you don't even have to be specific with your friends in Christ. But you know what you could always say? Today I'm having one of those days, temptations overtaking me. Well, that can mean a lot of things, but then they know to pray for you because guess what? Temptations overtaking them too, if they're honest about it. That's why we walk together. That's why we love each other. That's why we trust each other. That's why we're together as God's people. And we love one another and pray for one another. What James say? Pray for one another so that you may be healed. All right. Depend on the faithfulness of God in the fire of temptation. The fire is raging, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the pressure of it. It's overtaking you. It's a fire, however you want to describe it. That's what you're experiencing in your life. Depend on the faithfulness of God in the fire of your temptation, friend. You're not going to come to a place where you are ever going to be without temptation overtaking you. The question is, will you see God in the midst of your temptation and look for the way of escape? Today, look, the temptation you are facing today, I, I appeal to you to resistantly endure in the temptation that you are facing resistantly endure ask someone to pray for you step back and look at god's word pause and think of all the times in the past this is a good one now when god has delivered you from temptation you remember that time when you got away from it you remember that door you remember that call you remember that uh, something came to your mind you remember that friend who came your way uh remember remember the way out the way out uh, the children of Israel stood there and they were tempted at the Red Sea to give up and surrender and the sea opened. They were out there in the middle of the wilderness and they had no water to drink and lo and behold, God brought water out of the rock. They were tempted to grumble and not believe God, which is the greatest of sin, and lo and behold, the water flowed out of the rock and they didn't have anything to eat and uh, every day fresh food fell from heaven and as we read in Psalms, they read, they ate the food of angels. You see, God's faithful. I hope you're encouraged today. There's a way out. You can endure. You can overcome your temptation because He never leaves you in the fire of temptation without delivering you and showing you a way out. You know, it's not Satan's tempting, but your assenting it's not his enticing, but your yielding that makes temptation hurtful to your soul. And I finish by reminding you this is your pastor. Look, yielding to temptation and, bring, and, and going into sin will lead you down a path you do not want to go farther than you want to go, leaving you with situation and consequences that will last for a lifetime. Yes, God forgives us. Yes. Yes, there is forgiveness for our sins when we've yielded to temptation. Maybe that's what some of you need to hear. But oh, 
my friend, if you're in it and you're facing the temptation, I beg you, don't go, don't go there. Don't yield to it because of the damage and destruction it does to your soul. So Paul tells us here today, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Don't fall today. Stand, and here's how you stand. No temptation has overcome you, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Isn't that good news? But with the temptation will provide the way of escape. Isn't that good news? So that you can endure. You can persist in your temptations. Well, may the Lord bless you today. God bless you. It's been good to be with you. Um, if this has been a blessing to you, share this with some of your friends. Come join us if you're uh, in our area on Sunday as we continue to talk about a very important topic. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we'll be talking about uh, how parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents care for the souls of their children. And I look forward to seeing you then. May the Lord bless you, and I hope you have a great day.